0: listening to Omnus Protocol. I am Charles, also known as Omnus, and I am here with Fletcher, aka Hyper Viper. What's going on, man? How's it going? How's it going? Good, good. It was nice to meet you at LVO, see you rocking the Avengers. Did you have a good time?
1: Oh, you know it. Yeah, it was uh, my first like, kind of tournament experience and meeting all these folks that I'd known on like TTS or on Discord for, I don't know, close to a year now maybe two that was uh that was unforgettable definitely gonna be like not something i forget anytime soon
0: yeah for sure have you done you haven't done like a tournament like that for any other game
1: this is my first mini game so no
0: not even like a card game or anything like that
1: uh no the biggest i ever got with magic was going to my local shop and playing every tuesday
0: oh wow you really you really got the like the first tournament experience yeah, I'm, gonna, that's what I'm gonna tell you though, we're gonna spoil you. Like <laughs> we in LVO went super smooth. That doesn't always happen.
1: Yeah, I mean uh SoCal Open is my local tournament. I'm a Los Angeles boy, but um I've heard good things about that as well. But yeah, LVO was a dream. I was able to drive myself out there, it wasn't super far. I'm not really planning on going to the other events this year because they're they're kind of far away. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I definitely felt spoiled at LVO absolutely. All right. Well, we, we will be absolutely happy to have you back next year. But right oh, now we're
0: going to talk about what happened this year and talk about your Avengers run and your Avengers roster. So I was curious about how long had you been playing MCP before making
1: this trek to LVO? Uh, I've been playing just about since launch. Um, I think I got the I think I had the core set because there was an episode of South Park where they talked about uh, Crisis Protocol and I was like, oh, I, I like Marvel. That seems cool. And I watched some YouTube videos, and it you know, looked excellent. So I got into it. Um, so I got the course set, and then it sat on my desk because I had no one to play with because I was living in uh, middle California. And I had no friends in the area. I was going to school at the time. And then my buddy was like, hey, I'm going to come visit for a weekend. Do you want to hang out? I was like, oh, absolutely. Like, I got this board game. That I could, like, set up. Do you want to play this board game? He's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's see what it's about. So I, I built all the models, got everything ready, and then we played for, like, three straight days. We just super <laughs> got into it, the both of us. Um, and that's from awesome. then on, I was like, well, I have no one to play with. I might as well try out this TTS thing. But I think the point is, I started playing right about when, uh, like, Thor, Panther, and Shuri boxes were out. So pretty close okay. to the beginning.
0: Okay, so that's basically right around... Uh... Uh, the, Sh- the Shuri Okoye boxes released right before LVO 2019, and then Thor uh, Thor, Valkyrie Vision Winter Soldier, I think, came out maybe a couple weeks or something after that. So that was about when you started, as it sounds like, when you really started getting in games? Uh Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Um. So were you always... Obviously, you started with the core set. Have you kind of been playing Avengers almost the whole time? Or did you experiment with any other affiliations before going hard into uh,
1: the classics? Uh, I really wouldn't say that I ever played Avengers until, like, super recently. This is my first season playing Avengers in League, in TTS. Okay. Um, LVO was the first time I played Avengers, like, competitively at all. Um, I was really, like... I was playing a lot of the new stuff because I wasn't like, I didn't really think I was that good at the game. I just wanted to get games in, like to try stuff out. Yeah. And then um, I beat Mark Giroux for the top spot in um, our bracket last season for season six. And I was playing Midnight Suns against his spider foes, I want to say. Yep. Uh, And then I was like, oh, what? I can actually do stuff. So then I started thinking about, like, okay, let's take rosters that I think I can beat the best people with. Because at that point, I'd gotten much more into the game. I had like, you know, watch the streams of the top players doing their thing. Um, so I was just getting a lot more invested. So then I was like, okay, what do I think is actually like the best roster that fits my playstyle right now? And for me, that was Avengers because I'm a big Hulk fan. And the Hulk was finally at a place where he was like, not only playable, but pretty, pretty dang strong.
0: I don't know what gave me the impression. For some reason, I thought you were like hardcore all-in Avengers. But that's cool to know that you got to experiment with a lot of other affiliations before kind of concocting this particular Avengers team. Um, so were there any other teams that you would kind of like were in close consideration for your LVO roster? Or was it you, you had settled pretty early that you were going to play Avengers?
1: I knew I was going to play Avengers pretty much when I I was like making that list when I bought my ticket for LVO. Um, I I had an idea of what I wanted to do. But um, like I said, last season I played Midnight Suns. I've had a lot of fun with Midnight Suns. There were a million Midnight Suns players at LVO, though, so I didn't end up playing them. Uh, I guess that kind of worked out for me. But um, yeah, no, it was definitely Avengers this time around, but I'm a big fan. I, I love the way Brotherhood play. I love Magneto's leadership. I love Magneto as a character. I think he's one of the best design characters in the game. Um, I so can that, agree with that yeah, that was definitely a big consideration as well. Was like playing or not playing Magneto? Uh, I think it was an
0: easy choice with like so many cool Brotherhood things being right on the horizon. Yeah, uh, which mean, why I wasn't surprised there wasn't a ton of Brotherhood because like people who are excited about Brotherhood are going to wait a couple of weeks.
1: <laughs> I mean, there were plenty of people there who had their rogues already, but uh, yes. that's neither here nor there. Yeah, it w- wasn't legal, so it wasn't being played. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, like like I said. Um, Hulk was like part of the reason why I got into this game is like, oh, it's a mini game where I can throw, you know, cars at people. I love that. Let's let's do that. Um, and that's a thing that Hulk can do better than anyone else in the game. So I guess Magnetos like, there too.
0: AMG does not get enough credit for making a game where throwing stuff is not just something you can do, it's something that is often the like the optimal decision. Oh yeah. Which is something I, uh, like War Machine, you could throw other characters and stuff, but it just, it was so rare that it was the right decision. Um, And so just credit to AMG for making something where, like, we're throwing characters and throwing
1: crap at each other every single game. I remember either the week before or the week after uh, LVO, we were, at, I was at my local shop uh, playing some games, and there was this guy, he came over, he was talking to my buddy. And the, um, he was like, oh, what is this game? What Like, what's all this stuff? Like, why why should I care about this instead of just playing Warhammer? I'm like, well, I don't know anything about Warhammer, but I really like being able to throw cars at people. It's like, what? You can throw stuff? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you can, buddy. And uh, I don't think anything's going to come of that. I don't know if he's actually going to start playing the game. But that was a fun moment to be like, oh, yeah, you, you, can't, you can't even throw cars in your game. Why even, why live?
0: Yeah, why? <laughs> you can't just, like, pick up dudes and then throw them into buildings and you know why why even bother them um so anyway uh on your roster uh so one of the interesting things that i noticed is that you are literally running nine avengers in your (laughs) roster yep like black cat is the only non-avenger was there any other avenger or any other non-avengers that were close to making the cut that just
1: didn't quite fit in your 10 and the other non-Avengers? No. There were some Avengers that didn't quite make the cut that I really wanted though. Okay. Funnily out enough. of curiosity,
0: which which Avengers were were close to making the 10?
1: This is still a problem for my roster right now. I really wish I could fit Black Panther in.
0: I was gonna say Black Panther's the man. Like
1: Yeah, he's so good.
0: But you know, there's a plethora of great fours in Avengers. That is not their not their problem by any means. So.
1: Yeah, I think uh Vision, Voodoo, and Panther are Pretty uncontestably, the best four threats in the game, and they're all Avengers. I would agree with that assessment.
0: I think you could put Medusa as the fourth pretty easily, but uh, yeah, Black Panther, Vision, and Voodoo are just so good. Um, okay, so I'm gonna run through your your characters real quick. So you had Black Cat, Black Widow, the from the corset, Sam, Steve, Doctor Voodoo, Hulk, Iron Fist, Iron Man, Luke Cage, and Vision. So really like going through this outside of say like black widow and steve you you do have like a list of just amazing characters which is kind of what uh, better than amazing like a lot of what in lots of other teams would reach for these characters too even when they're unaffiliated so you have such a strong core of avengers in there um so that's got to that's got to feel good right off the bat when you're just like, oh, I just have so many great things that benefit from my tactics cards and or Avengers. So building for the affiliation is super easy.
1: Yeah, I just like it was basically good stuff, right? That's just was the list is just good, powerful things that all happen to be in affiliation. So that makes my life really easy. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know, you said. Steve, you probably don't take him out of affiliation, but man, every game I played, Steve, he just put in work. He's so I think Steve is is a little bit underrated right now. He's definitely not as good as Sam. I'll throw that out right now. I know Sam is better, um, but Steve is still really good.
0: Yeah, it's uh we we're gonna dive into Steve's stuff more because uh, I'm one of those people that I'm like I would be happy to be convinced. Um, And mind you, there was a lot of Steve at LVO, like, and he had a way better win record than Sam, like way better. I Um, forget the exact numbers, but his overall, like Sam ended up being like 50, 50, almost perfectly. And Steve overall had a better win record over the whole event.
1: Yeah. A lot of folks who were playing um, Steve, I felt like, or playing Sam, excuse me. They were playing like full Sam lists, which isn't bad. And there was a lot of fighty stuff at LVO. So in theory, it should have worked out. But I also think, and I don't want to sound like elitist or anything, but I think a lot of folks who are playing Sam were just like, oh, Sam's the best one. I'll just play Sam.
0: Yes. I think there's always going to be, especially for LVO or anything that happens after a long um, kind of vacancy of events, um, there's going to be some people that are just going to fall back on what's just kind of like seems solid. And I think it'd be very easy for Sam Avengers to be that way, right? Like, I think almost anyone could pick up Sam Avengers with, like, a, a decent suite of solid Avengers and do reasonably well. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, so, I mean, I think that could be a staple of conventions just going forward. But, um so let's. I don't want to talk a ton about Black Cat because obviously the meta knows that she's really good. But was there any specific reasons why she ended up being the one unaffiliated
1: character that you grabbed? Um, because she does things that no one else can do. Funny story. I actually didn't play Black Cat a single time all weekend. But um, like you said, she is. You know, she's very known in the meta. She's a known quantity. Uh, and Black Cat under Steve can steal turn one. So like. We didn't find there wasn't a whole lot of Web Warriors at the convention, but I like in my test games, which were just me playing on TTS because I don't have like a dojo group or anything. In my test games, um, I pretty cleanly beat uh, Web Warriors almost every time I played them when I was playing Steve because I could just do what they wanted to do faster than them. I could steal everything and run away with the game before they had a chance to because things they can do turn two, I can just do turn one. Yeah.
0: I was realizing even in the the finals match, which obviously you threw down Hulk, I was thinking, I was like, man, we could have ended up with this like weird kind of Avengers mirror because you had black cat and you had voodoo. Like there could have been so many different ways. I think Mike was probably going to play his roster and probably knew exactly what he was playing like instantly, but you could have brought a ton of different things. And so that's both like kind of an advantage and a disadvantage right? Cause you got to make the right decision in the, in the moment for that situation. But, uh, it's got to feel good having just like a plethora of good teams that you can build for each situation.
1: Yeah. It's always a good feeling to feel like that, that versatility, that was a primary focus when building the rosters to build for versatility, to make sure I can do everything I want to do. Um, no matter like, and, and Mike's list in particular is tough for that because I have to decide whether or not I think he's going to go black order or webs. Um, and I knew, I knew he was teched for it, but, uh, well, Condon Herb ended up being like a pretty big crux for me. Um, I think like if it were like Spider Infected, right? I played that exact setup, Spider Infected, um, Extremis, and it, it's really, really hard to stop the Avengers train once they get rolling. Because like Black Cat steals, so you're getting a minimum of three uh, turn one, or four if they play it wrong. It can start snowballing out of control really quickly on Extremis, especially since you could like heal your people up. Um... So yeah, we'll yeah, I kind of wish that was the game less. that we
0: got, to be honest. It you know would have been, been really cool. I think herbs makes for this, like, you know, at a certain point, you just know who's winning. Like, you don't really have close herbs games that often, unless it's just like the super brawly slow thing. Yeah.
1: Um, no, I, I've but, since pulled herbs out of my list. I completely agree with that. I think that would have been a much more fun game to watch at the end. Yeah.
0: Um, so I do think like because you have so many Avengers, was there any consideration to switching Black Widow for an unaffiliated 2 that maybe brings a little bit more tech? Or was the fact that she's affiliated and benefits from Avengers Assemble just always the go-to option?
1: Uh, I'm still of the opinion that I think Black, uh, Black Widow is extremely good. I have since swapped her for Toad um, because Toad can do some equally gross stuff. Uh, and he's a little bit safer, quote unquote, because he has got you some know, nice
0: synergy with Steve too. And
1: yeah, slippery for one, hop for one are both really nice. Uh, finders keepers for one is really good, even though I, um, I'm not playing Legacy Virus. I was yeah. considering it for a little bit, but uh, it's a little bit too too swingy for me, especially with the meta being what it is right now. Um, but Makes yeah, sense. uh, that was always like the one slot that I wasn't super sure on was Black Widow. And, yeah, like I said, I've switched her for Toad in my, like, my, I guess, next phase of that roster. But um, I only pl- had to play Widow in one game, and I was very happy with the way she performed. So, no no ragrats, as they say.
0: Yeah, I don't think she's bad by any means, but there is, a, like, a plethora of interesting twos to, to pick from. Most stuff. Okay, yeah, so, obviously, obviously let's pick. talk about your boy. Let's talk about Hulk for a minute. Um. I admit that I was a little bit more jazzed about Hulk when I first saw the card. And I was a little annoyed when they bumped the cost of his rerolls Cause I thought they had picked, I thought he had hit a perfect spot where I'm like, okay, this guy's going to be really interesting. And I liked that when I was, you know, using, um, you know, using the rerolls. It was nice to like, Oh, if someone's laying into him, I've got a little something to spend some power on. Um, but then I also had some situations where I, like, trap. Like, I remember at one point I was beating up on somebody's Hulk with Hulk Buster, And at that point we had seen the... Or I think he was just at two power. This is before the the new cards had officially come out. So he was at two, not at three. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to meteor punch you so you don't get power. And then I'll throw something at you at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and I was like, oh, it was still kind of easy to get around the, the three power. And then when they bumped it to four, I was just... I was a little sad and... Um, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know how much competitive play he's going to see. He seems now like maybe he's just fine. He's not bad. He's not insane, but he's just kind of fine. But obviously, you did very well with him. You brought him in, like what, more than half of your games? I believe I played Hulk seventy five percent of the time, six of my eight games. Nice. So obviously, you felt like he was doing good work for you. So um, what kind of what kind of roles was he filling for the team?
1: So even though I just said I did drop herbs. Um, every single game I've had Herbs, I played Hulk, and he scored the herb. So he definitely, like, put some games in the bag for me. He did things that no other character can do. And I'll say straight up, the reroll nerf, uh, the pre-reroll Twitter nerf, as I like to call it, because people were screaming about it on Facebook and Twitter, uh, there's nothing in this game that I'm more salty about. That pisses me off. It's just like we, we're really in a world where we finally, like, they were like, oh, okay, Hulk's really bad, so let's try and fix him um so and then when they fixed him they put him in a really good spot and they, people were like no we don't like this and then they made him worse so he was just like on the cusp of greatness and then they put him back down on the trash well that's an overstatement he's not trash by any means but um yeah no it's just like the reroll thing might as well not be on his card uh and i'll say this to my opponents all the time i i get upset because it's like insulting in the current state that it's in uh, it's it's the most overcosted defensive ability in the entire game, and that's not that's not me you know being mad about it. That's literally the case. It's for cost for something that half the time literally doesn't do anything for you. Yeah, um, I mean but- it's
0: still nice if you, if someone's like really going all in on like I have to take out Hulk now. It is nice to at least have something. Yes. That's one of the things I get frustrated when I'm playing She-Hulk and someone's just like making a whole like big series of attacks into her and like trying to get her dazed like it's no one's business. Like there's just nothing I can do. Yes. I just have to sit there and take it. At least Hulk can spend the power on something, but I liked it a lot better at three.
1: Yeah, some defensive tech is assuredly better than no defensive tech, but the reroll defensive tech still doesn't feel great. Um but yeah, no, Hulk, even as he is, even without the reroll tech, which I still do use every once in a while, specifically against stuff like Dormammu, where I really don't want to have skulls in my role. Um, he's still a 20 health guy with like pretty robust defenses. You just need to lean on that 20 health a lot harder than I'd like to, you know? Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, so when you, when you were taking uh, herbs and like massively scoring with, obviously like between Avengers Assemble and his jump and like... Um, all of those things, that's a pretty good spot for Hulk to be in. Um, Do you feel like your opponents just weren't prepared or were their rosters like have no way of moving Hulk? Because obviously if we go back like one meta, right, then Enchantress is all over the place. And suddenly there's this character that could really easily move Hulk. But she's fallen off completely. And now there's not a whole lot of bow characters in the meta. Um, So did it seem like people could have taken decent counters and didn't? Or um had no counters whatsoever to the, the herb plan outside of obviously Mike running triple ways of making you drop herbs.
1: Uh, Mike certainly had a, a strong counter for it, but the best counter uh was actually Christian Zangar's Black Dwarf. Um that was he Christian was the only guy all weekend to actually like at least in the tournament to actually Days Hulk. Uh no one else I played against came even close to putting him down but I had to actually field-dressing Hulk when I was playing against Christian and his Midnight Suns list with the Black Dwarf. And, of course, Black Dwarf can also throw Hulk. Uh, so, yeah, that was probably the best tech in people's rosters. Uh, besides Mike, of course, who had, like like you said, you know, a uh, off of Ghost Spider. He had uh, Venom Blast off of Spider-Man, which I'll never forget ever again. And um, the Black Cat Steel, which are all, all efficient ways of dealing with the Herbs. But yeah, for the and most then part, Voodoo can
0: just... make you drop it too. He literally had four characters that could potentially, like, <laughs> yeah,
1: like the that's majority of the his most team you'll could ever build, run maybe. into. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna hope so. Um, <laughs> but also, like I didn't something my buddy Inyoung told me like, hey man, you should really consider putting Mission Objective in your list, and uh, that's something that I definitely should have done pre LVO because I knew that card was bonkers, but I just thought I wouldn't need it. And then lo and behold, there were several situations where I'm like, damn, I wish I had Mission Objective.
0: Yeah, I think if you're going to go in for the I mean, I've been saying for a long time. I don't like um I don't like herbs plans cuz I just feel like when they're working, they're not a terribly interesting game to begin with, and then when they're not working, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. You're like, "Oh, my opponent brought the right counter, and now I have too many things on this one side of the board and not enough stopping them." I'm like, "Herbs is just a attrition crisis that occasionally your opponent doesn't have enough stuff left, so you you know, move someone over and they start scoring.
1: Yeah. Um, um, it's like the old Mike Tyson quote, right? Like everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. (laughs) There's really is like turn one plays have been nullified beyond like the basic one of like moving up, grabbing something and moving back. Any, any turn one play that goes beyond that, unless you're just playing against someone who like really isn't like tuned into the game. Uh, it's just not going to work. And if you're doing that against someone who's not tuned into the game, you're just being mean. Um, so, yeah, I, I think like Herbs is out of my roster. I said that already. Um, I still love it. I still think it's a fun crisis. But yeah, like it, if you're playing like hyper competitively or even competitively at all, really, with the intention of like hardcore winning, um, you really don't want to take anything that's like disruptible. You want to take things that are just guaranteed. So, I, the night before finals, I actually considered taking Herbs out and putting in Montesi formula. Um, and I'm kind of bummed I didn't do that.
0: Mm, that would have been a really interesting choice that that could have been
1: man imagine that finals
0: game on montessi extremis that would have been crazy it
1: would have been similar to the spider infected thing we were talking about earlier where i think obviously the game can go either way but i definitely like out the gate have an advantage because i can use the the black cat steely nonsense turn one
0: yeah hmm interesting um okay so I think we well I want to uh, I want to hit on one more character before we we move on too much. So you ended up playing Luke Cage a lot and this was another thing that I saw um a lot at LVO and like Morgan Reed and I have talked behind the scenes how like we're both constantly disappointed with our uh, Iron Fists. Like they never roll blanks. He almost always gets one shot. Like he never lives. <laughs> um and but It was really common at LVO, in my opinion, to see uh, Luke Cage and doing cool heroes for hire stuff and like sweet Christmasing all the time um, and just surviving stuff. Um, Has Luke Cage been kind of a go to guy for you or did you just kind of like that just seemed to be the stuff that I noticed seemed to have Luke Cage?
1: Uh, No, you're 100 percent on the money. Iron Fist is awesome. Um, Like in he when he gets to Iron Fist someone, that's really cool. Uh, But. Luke Cage is one of the best like role players in the game. He, I played him in 7 out of 8 games and the only game I didn't play him was just because like I was playing uh, on Gamma with Vision and Hulk with Follow Me like 4 wide and he just doesn't fit in there. Yeah. Um, But Luke Cage, every game I played him, he did what he was supposed to do. He took hits. Like Iron Fist is awesome until someone starts bringing Mystic. Uh, Luke Cage is awesome, period. He's just one of the tankiest characters in the game he especially for
0: his threat value like you can't argue
1: oh yeah no he's like a toe below lizard and he impacts the game much more aggressively like lizard is is super cool um and lizard is like a fantastic solo piece but luke cage is like an unignorable team player he's so good
0: i would even go so far as to say because one of the things i include with tankiness is your ability to taunt and like luke cage can force people to attack him instead of other characters which is not something that lizard can do and all lizard really has over luke cage is the the healing factor one
1: yeah he has his throw displacement and his push displacement i just meant from the tanky
0: side of things obviously their attack suites are very different
1: Yeah, yeah yeah you're completely right in saying that like the one thing he has over him in terms of tankiness is healing factor but that's why i was saying lizard is a much better or not better but like a different kind of solo piece whereas um Luke Cage is a better team player because like yeah. Lizard, like the optimal lizard play is you grab an extract and go sit on a point for the rest of the game and just like be annoying and hard to kill. The optimal Luke Cage gameplay is you're in their face, making it impossible for them to hit your heavy hitters, and then their heavy your heavy hitters just kill them. Uh, so like I when when I'm looking at a tank, do I want a tank who is really good at taking no damage or a tank who keeps my team alive, right? Yeah, no, it's a a great balance. Okay, well, we've talked about your various
0: characters quite a bit. Let's talk a bit on your tactics cards. I'm going to run through the list real quick. Advanced R&D, Avengers Assemble, Brace, Disarm, Escort to Safety, Field Dressing, Follow Me, Heroes for Hire, Ricochet Blast, and Sacrifice. So uh, I'm going to say, first off, one of my favorite things about this 10 is that you went Ricochet Blast and not Helios Laser. I think (laughs) Ricochet Blast is the
1: bomb. Yeah.
0: Especially with new Iron Man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's no, really good. It's one of my favorite cards. How often did you get to use it at LVO? I think I played Ricochet only once, unfortunately, but it was day one against Chewy. Um, And I used it to one shot his green goblin, steal two hammers from him, and run away. And that won me the game. So that's amazing. Especially since today during a stream, I found out that apparently
0: Chewie is my nemesis. So I'm really glad that you destroyed my nemesis with Ricochet Blast. Great job. Oh,
1: why is he your nemesis?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it was a joke during a a stream where uh, um, they actually, no, it was the moment they used a 19 die Helios laser. Mm. And Norbert was. was like oh my god six blanks and i was trying to point out um like dude he got 10 successes on 19 dice that's practically perfectly average and but chewy was uh chewy was like oh my god six blanks and norbert's like chewy's with me Amis is over here trying to use logic and math and and then (laughs) so we were joking around that chewy was my nemesis i see so it was funny that he you know, also was about Helios Laser. Um, no, I have nothing, nothing against Chewie. He's a super sweet dude, but he is my nemesis now. I see you um, guys have that internet rivalry. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a thing. And like I, I went pro-Guardians. I felt like after the, um, the change-ups, right, there's, there were Spider-Foes and Guardians. They both got interesting buffs, and they both have kind of offensive um, leaderships. And it was like, who came out on top? And I'm like, I'm all Guardians. And obviously, he was playing spider foes, so it only adds to mm-hmm. the, you know, two opposite sides of the coin. But you guys should yeah. check out Chewy's channel; he's a, he's got a great YouTube channel. Um, okay, so back to your tactics cards because we derailed into our Chewy nemesis. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least I get unlimited rerolls against him. Um, <laughs> so I, I like the the like the ricochet blast, even though obviously you didn't get to play
1: it a lot. But honestly, it didn't seem like Iron Man was hitting the table that much for you. Uh, that's true. I, I didn't end up needing him that much. I basically, every game I was playing Sam, I used him cause he's one of my, like my core Sam threes after it's like the heroes for hire and iron man are my, my main dudes for Sam. Um, but I was, if I needed, you know, two threes, I was taking Hulk most of the time clearly. And then those other two games where I wasn't playing Hulk, I think I was playing iron man.
0: Yeah. He's. I think Iron Man is one of those characters that really like it was some subtle changes, but I think Iron Man is a big winner out of the update. And I think any listener who's hasn't gotten a chance to field more Iron Man, he's, he's a trooper. Like he's got invulnerability. He's got solid defensive stats. He's got flight. He's got a wild push. He can get off the Friday AI so much easier now. Um, he really is just like a great versatile three threat.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I will speak the praises of baby Iron Man all day. Corset <laughs> Iron Man is, in my opinion, one of the best threes in the game, and I'll fight anybody on that. I think he's crazy. Agreed.
0: All right, so uh, Escort to
1: Safety. Did you get to play that one that much? I did. I actually have a great story about that card, um, but I can save that for later because you want to talk about specifics later oh, on. Oh, yeah, the so... I guess,
0: spoiler alert, uh, there's going to be a Patreon bonus episode. and We're going to run through some fun moments and stuff from the convention. So apparently there's a great escort to safety story that I get to look forward to. Um, so I've also been a big uh, Disarm fan. Um, and obviously you're running Sam that can go kind of wide. Um,
1: how how much did Disarm do for you at LVO? So Disarm, I actually don't think I played at all. And I've since dropped um, because... I have so much defensive tech in my roster that I don't actually need disarm. Oh, no, that's a lie. I played disarm one time. um, But there's only, like, one situation where I'm playing disarm. And it basically is competing for a spot with follow me, which is much more my style. Uh, So, yeah, didn't end up playing disarm. Okay. So
0: let's talk follow me a little bit. So this is not usually a card that gets featured in... Um, Avengers that often. Obviously, it's shown up in A4s, it shows up in Brotherhood some. Tell me a little bit about how Follow Me works with your roster plan.
1: So before I talk about how I use Follow Me, I need to talk about how insane Vision is as a character. Um, I agree. So fire away. I let's Let's gush on all that is Vision. Yeah, a range 4 beam is really good, especially when that character has a medium throw of size 3 or more. So if I have priority, uh, and I'm I'm fielding Vision, you're gonna get like at least two of your characters beamed, uh, and that's like at minimum two. It's usually a lot more. But uh, yeah, Vision's nuts. Um, and the reason I would use Follow Me is on Gamma, I can play like Gamma at seventeen is like that version of the roster's strongest point value because what I can do is I can play Vision, Hulk. Sam or not Sam, uh Captain America and either Iron Man or Sam or Luke Cage, just the three basically. Yeah, any of those sound um, great. Yeah. And Vision Hulk on Gamma, is, like with priority especially, it's like it's like Corvus Proxima levels of stupid. You just blow people away.
0: That sounds that sounds hilarious and painful at the same time. That's a fair assessment, yeah. <laughs> Um, I also like when you, you know, when you're playing an attrition team, sometimes what Corvus and Proxima get stuck into is that they can't get characters apart to hurt a field dressing plan, but when you're doing stuff with Vision and Hulk, um, (laughs) there's a lot of ability to like throw people totally out of position where you're not going to have anyone who's just standing next to that, um, that now dazed or KO, you know, that dazed person, right? Um, and so that can really help, like, oh, I have now successfully dazed these characters. But now it's also super difficult for you to field dressing them.
1: Yeah, yeah, the throws it can be quite brutal. Um, and also, like, that that presumes that anyone's left standing after you beam a whole team and then have Hulk whole smash <laughs> the rest of them.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's fair, too. Um, and then, obviously, having a Cap in there makes it really hard for them to, like, get the key dazes and stuff in. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah their counterattack potential is pretty bad and then by chance if you literally daze like all but one of their people or something like that uh they have the choice of oh i can attack you and maybe daze cap and then you just keep priority and they're just like what do i do here
0: (laughs) yeah it's you know like i guess i put try to put some damage into hulk i don't know it's all bad it's all bad decisions from here yeah absolutely um okay so let's talk about your crisis cards real quick so you were running uh, Fear Grips World, Mystic Wakandan Herbs, Spider Infected, uh, Gamma Wave, Mutant Madmen, and Portals Overrun City with Spider People, or as I like to call it, Spider Portals. Yep. Um, so first off, on the crisis side, I love that you're running two flips I think they're, you know, up until recently, they weren't really seeing a ton of play, and I think they really do amazing things for your team. Were you, were you happy with those overall throughout the oh, event? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I was... This list... Is specifically tailored to like beat what i thought were the other top three affiliations which are web warriors criminal syndicate and black order um and i was not upset at all how they performed we didn't see a whole lot of either of those i don't think i played any cs people but um
0: there like, were two cs in the top uh 16 but uh your your fellow uh top three knocked them out
1: oh yeah no just didn't or- didn't happen but um yeah, no, the paid flips are great. Gamma's great for my team. Um, and then yeah, can't complain. Uh, Mutant Mad Men especially, I just feel like I dominate on. Hulk can just take over one side of the board.
0: Yeah, you have uh, you have a like and Iron Man is great in it. Like you you have a whole amazing suite of characters for for Mutant Mad Men. Um was there any consideration to having Deadly Meteors in there, or was it just the other two paid flips were better and you really liked the gamma?
1: I don't like deadly meteors to be perfectly honest. Um, It's just like, it it hurts you to touch it sometimes. And for me, it seems like it always hurts me to touch it. Um, (laughs) And any of the, like, you know, you win two and you just win all the VPs. I feel like those are a bit more dangerous than I'm really going for. Makes sense. Uh, So I was really looking for consistency and I felt like I found it with the crises that I had, you know, I say that and then I'll also roll four dice on my mutant madman and get zero successes half the time.
0: (laughs) Well, that's just going to happen sometimes. Um, okay, so let's talk Extracts then. Um, how did you feel overall about these three? Um,
1: Obviously, I, you decided to drop Wakandan Herbs. And that broke my heart. I love Wakandan Herbs. Uh, Hammers is, is cool as well. I'm still not the biggest fan of it. And then Spider Infected, I didn't get to play at all in tournament. And it's like one of my favorite crises to play because it's so abusable for my team. Yeah, you've also
0: got a fairly mobile team. You've got Avengers Assemble that can counter a bad spider-infected turn. I I would definitely be sad when, you know, if you don't get that one the whole event. So, what did you end up replacing Herbs with?
1: Um, let me double check here. I got my Assemble on my phone. Uh, I think it's Research Station actually. I'm pretty sure it's Research Station. Okay.
0: Um. So what was your thought process there? Just, like, you can play that center um,
1: brawly game? Yeah, it's the same story as, like, uh, my Gamma plan. I think my team is just excellent at ease uh, that aren't Deadly Meteors. Yes, it is Research Station. Um, because, like, I, I've done a couple of test games against, you know, teams that are very strong on Research Station, like Criminal Syndicate and Black Order. And I've actually yet to lose. I know that sounds kinda of braggy, but um either going Sam with like R and D from Iron Fist to Vision so you can get that turn one displacement. Or playing big smashy with like Hulk Steve vision. I feel like my research station is really strong compared to a lot of people's. And not that weak compared to a lot of people's.
0: Yeah you've got you've got good solid bulk. You can you can both be there and be tanky, but you also have a lot of um a lot of displacement and a lot of damage output. So you kind of, you know, you, you have the, the big three. You have all of the big three. Um, with that in mind, did you consider adding Lizard and Monkey Brain Lizard home?
1: Um, I like Lizard a lot. Lizard was definitely something that I wanted to try and fit my list. It was like Lizard and Panther, right? But yeah. um, as much as I love Lizard, I don't think he's optimal for Avengers.
0: Yeah, it's hard to say. He's such a strong character, um, but you have so many good Avengers to choose from. But I do feel like his potential on uh, researchers pretty big, and he's a solid character anyway.
1: Yeah, he can, like, like you said, monkey brain clearing the researcher is super solid. Um, I just don't think that I need it per se, and he's not doing that until later on in the game anyway. And yeah. when I'm playing researcher, I'm trying to close that game out quickly.
0: So did you end up making any character adjustments after LVO?
1: Uh, yeah, I swapped uh, Widow for Toad, and that's it. That's <laughs> it? Yep. I, uh, I played around with Bullseye for a bit, too, but Toad ended up taking that spot.
0: That makes sense. I think I like I like Toad for that a little bit more than I like Bullseye, even though I'm becoming a, an increasingly large Bullseye fan. Bullseye rules. Um, so um, were there any... Let's see. Did you make any tactics cards
1: changes... Um, I made a couple actually, because I realized that I was kind of overcompensating defensively mm-hmm. and I don't need to do that. Uh, so I pulled out a bunch of stuff. So right now my tactics top to bottom are Avengers Assemble, Heroes for Hire, Sacrifice, Indomitable, the new fun card that everyone has to use, Mission yep. Objective, Ricochet Blast, Advanced R&D, Brace Field Dressing, and Helios. So Helios goes in. I haven't played it yet. But <laughs> Is
0: it just kind of one of those things? You're like, I want to try this. Pat bullied me into putting Helios in my list. Oh, okay. Well, when Pat says you should do something, it's kind of hard to argue with the guy. Yeah, he's a clever fella. Yeah. Um, I mean, it definitely has its it definitely has its potential. And I like it a lot more with Iron Man than I do with Hulkbuster. I think yep. it's often a very bad decision for hulk buster but for iron man it can do crazy things and i just watched someone 19 dice like take out
1: voodoo at the start of a round i uh, i did that earlier today with ricochet blast it only cost me two power <laughs>
0: i know ricochet blast is so good Cards crazy um okay i like it quite a bit so um sell me a little bit on steve rogers in general because obviously like i get the core of what he accomplishes um and obviously he's got an amazing leadership, but I still felt like he struggles to feel like a solid four. Um, there are obviously some powerful teams you could build with him. Um, I was even trying him a little bit with Cable in honor of uh, Joseph from LVO because um, mm. I just wanted to get Cable on the table because I love that model. But um, tell, me, tell me why uh, you think Steve was leading to game wins and such for you.
1: So to clarify, not Steve as a leader, but Steve the model itself. Is that what we're trying to talk about well, here? Well,
0: you're only going to play him as the leader,
1: right? So that goes yeah. into it. Okay. Um, Steve as a model, he, like he's a bodyguard who can sit behind cover while you have someone within two and bodyguard and be obscenely tanky with four four three defenses in cover. You can do it consistently with one defense. Uh, his shield throw gives him power. So I remember very specifically when I was playing against Chewie, I had first activation, but the board state was pretty in my favor. So I was like, okay, I'll just double shield throw with Steve and get power for the rest of the round so I can bodyguard Iron Man. I don't care what's going to happen here. Um, So that felt great. Did you ever feel
0: like the shield throws just kind of like ended up giving them the key power they needed for
1: um, spenders and throws and stuff against you? I'm not super worried about Spenders coming into me because I'll just bodyguard them. Um, and that particular team that I was facing didn't have a whole lot in the way of throws, so I wasn't too worried about displacement. Okay. So I was mostly just like, I don't care what you want to do to me. As long as I have power to bodyguard and like boost my defense and yada yada, I think this is going to be fine. Um, yeah, and like when you're trading at range four and they don't get cover, and you do, you're usually coming out on top of that trade. So even if you're giving them power, sometimes they just die too, right?
0: Do you think it's important for... Because obviously there are some interesting Steve builds that would be very centered around like making Beast and Vision and Venom and stuff, being able to use Displacement every round, right? Obviously that could be cool, and I could see me playing that. Um, But in your plan, you're not really playing that. You're actually playing a pretty offensive Steve kind of... um, a true attrition team if, um, and I think what a lot of people think of as attrition, they think of like black order and they think of sons and, but a lot of time these teams are way more aggression where they're like kind of all out on offense. Whereas what you're doing seems to be kind of a mixture of, I'm going to survive through your key attacks and keep my key characters up and activating while I'm constantly pushing through damage on you.
1: Um, I hear what you're saying with the kind of like uh juggernaut approach where you're just kind of tanking through their hits, but that's honestly what I'm playing Steve, I'm playing Steve more to enable my displacement effects, like you were just talking about with Vision okay. and such. If I'm going for that kind of unstoppable choo-choo train, I'm most likely going to be playing Sam since Sam makes it really hard to punch back into you since it's like whenever you attack someone or daze someone with Sam, you're basically just giving them more ammunition or healing them. Um, so yeah, I definitely like when I'm playing Steve, I'm doing so because I want—I uh, have some very specific plan that I'm trying to enact. Like, he's a he's a bit player for, like, Black Cat or Turn 1 Vision or Turn 1 Hulk. Um, or because I think, like, your damage is... Like, if, if I'm fighting someone pillow-fisted and I just want to have my tech online at all times, that's when I'm, like, primarily looking at Steve, right? Like, playing into Web Warriors at CS. So I can just, like, constantly be doing what I want to be doing and stopping you. Um, But he can also play, like you said, a very hard attrition game as well. Um, Usually in that case, what I'm having Steve do, like Steve the model specifically, is I'll have my other big beater characters come in, displace people, punch stuff. And then Steve comes in at the end of the round to tank attacks. And then the next round, I'll continue punching and try and let them attack me enough that Steve dazes so I can maintain priority. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Poor Steve. boy needed one more health. That would have been nice. I don't think Steve's in a bad place. Uh yeah. I think Steve's pretty good right now.
0: Yeah, I don't think Steve's in a bad place. I think it was just kind of like I think I saw a lot of people getting super excited about him and I felt like uh maybe this I'm not sure this pushes him past middle of the road, but man, you had a lot of good success with him. So, I definitely feel like I need to put a little bit more uh a little bit more Steve on the table. You definitely Did you hit any matchups where you felt like avengers didn't have a decent plan for i'm guessing the answer is probably no but i still wanted to ask
1: um no if i'm like on my game and i can really like you know see in my opponent's head a little bit uh i can adapt to anything and that's the point of the roster is that i'm ready for anything like black order i'll play sam i got you know the heroes for hire that are gonna make your life hell uh web warriors i'm gonna play steve i'm gonna steal all your stuff and run away laughing criminal syndicate i'm gonna play steve i'm gonna throw you off of points and you know good luck ever killing hulk with a cs roster um yeah so yeah like uh the biggest thing i had i felt like i had to respond to was against midnight Suns, and that was more just because like Suns are so unpredictable sometimes right like they can just spike out of nowhere like black order you know they're gonna spike Suns are just like they're throwing five die attacks at you and then every once in a while they just kill you
0: Yes. You know at some point they're gonna spike, but you have no idea which round it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So after LVO, were there what what affiliations or what teams or what situations do you feel like you're like, I need to practice more into this or
1: get more prepared for this or make adjustments for? It"? Um I definitely did some labbing against CS and webs, which is something that I wish I had done more of before. But like, I, I don't have like a consistent play group, so the way I did that was I just reached out to people who play those affiliations like at a high level, and I was like, hey, can you please play with me? Yeah. Uh, and that worked out. So I got a bunch of games in with, with good players playing webs and CS. Uh, Black Order I feel like I have a very strong uh, understanding of because I also love playing Black Order, so that's easy. Uh, webs and CS are less my style, although webs are starting to grow on me. And they'll probably play a lot more CS once Daredevil comes out. Yeah, that dude looks um,
0: brutal. Lots of ways to build him, too.
1: Yes, absolutely. But uh, definitely against those two affiliates, the the more controlly affiliations that I can't just punch my way out of. um, Those were the ones I I struggled with, and those are the ones that I need to practice against, so those are the ones I got practice against.
0: Very cool. Um, If there are, I mean avengers are pretty popular so it's not like we're we're trying to represent for some uh under affiliation think they're the most played in the tts league there i believe they were the most played at lvo but just say there's someone listening who wants to like make the hop over to avengers do you have any like tips or initial directions for them
1: uh that's the fun part like i can say that i have the best avengers list or whatever but it really like they have so many members that you can really do whatever you want with them. So my first question for that person would be like, what do you want out of your Avengers list? Like, what are you looking for? And then we can start from there. Uh, but also play Vision. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, and Voodoo. Um, yeah, probably. And and Black Panther. Um, but yeah, oh, honestly, yeah. You, you could really like look down the Avengers roster and just like, what are your, some of your favorite Avengers? Do you want to play Hulk? Well, this is a great way to play Hulk. Do you want to focus on a Hulkbuster team? Do you want to um just play tons of the threes. Do you want to play like all the cool fours? Like there's a build for all of it. Um yes. w- one thing I saw a lot of, especially in the cap builds, was there's a lot of like Zemos running around with Cap, which obviously you were playing a little bit more of a displacement game with Steve. Did you ever consider slotting in uh Zemo for some of that reroll tech and um round one charges and stuff?
1: No, Zemo never made the list for me. um like I have so many good threes already. I never really saw the point like i I know he's good i've everyone knows by this point, or at least I hope they do that that yeah. little dude in the corset with the sword can kick a whole lot of ass um but no i I never thought I was gonna need him, um, and I didn't end up there was no point at l v o where I was like, oh man, I wish I had Zemo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's fair. I mean Avengers really has a lot of tools. It's hard to it's hard to slot in some of those dudes. Yeah,
1: exactly. What
0: about did you ever consider like a like I'm not a huge Venom fan like uh like um Alfredo's size three taco truck, uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast? Um they're pretty big on Venom, but I do oh man, Venom with Steve gets crazy. Not that you have room for fours, but yeah. um did you ever try Venom with uh, with new Steve?
1: No. Um My slow-moving big brawler character is Hulk, period. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's probably one that just doesn't fit in when you also want to do Hulk.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're pretty much picking Venom or Hulk, and for me, that decision makes itself. Fair enough. Okay.
0: Um, So any other, like, thoughts on this roster that I didn't get into, like, throwing a specific question at you that you just think are, like, really key elements that
1: people should know about? I'm trying to think like we talked about how like building Avengers roster can go any which way I do. I do think that right now taking one or both of the heroes is very important. Uh, The hero for hire. And for me, since Luke cage fits so well in either Steve or Sam, I think he's the one, if you're picking one, I would just say like when you're looking at those character cards, Like, remember how cool it was when Lizard came out and everyone was like, oh, this guy's got like nothing super cool on his card. And everyone's like, oh, my God, he has like three of the best passes in the game. This guy never dies. Um, (laughs) Don't aim for like the flashiness in this game all the time. Aim for consistency. And that's what Luke Cage brings. He's got the strongest brain in the world compared to Iron Fist. So
0: I didn't I don't I can't think of a time where I walked by and saw you playing Iron Fist, but I imagine there was one or two. Which situations did you choose to pull Iron Fist instead of Cage or pull both
1: of them? It was always pull both of them when I was playing Cage or when I was playing Iron Fist, Um, but it was because I was playing Sam and going wide was when I was playing Iron Fist as well. Um, There were a couple of games where I had to do that. Like one of my opponents, it was like something England. I think it was Adam England. He was playing a, a mix of Midnight Suns and Black Order. So I was like, oh, okay, so I can't play Hulk in this game. Might as well make him suffer through Sam, since he's forced me to not play Hulk. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, it's fair. You've taken my love away from me. I'm going to take your love away from you. Exactly. Yeah, so then I was definitely playing Iron Fist. And every game I fielded Iron Fist, he put in work. I also played Iron Fist against my buddy, Brandon, who's another SoCal head. And he was playing Dormammu. um, Because I was like, ooh, I can really make you scared of me activating your Dormammu. So er, he also put in work there. Iron Fist isn't bad. I'll never say Iron Fist is bad. Luke Cage is just, in a lot of situations, like... He's more versatile in my opinion. All right. A hard question for you.
0: If I'm going to say right now, you have to change this roster to include black Panther. Who do you pull out for black Panther? <sighs>
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Oh. <laughs> uh...
0: If I'm like Fletcher, I'm going to take this roster out tomorrow <laughs> and play games with it, but I have to have black Panther. Who should I, who should I cut to make black Panther fit?
1: I probably ask you how much you like Hulk, realistically, and if the answer is you don't care, then I'm just like, right, then cut Hulk for Panther. But if you okay. still but like, Hulk- say, so me, I would I would cut Hulk.
0: But let's yeah. say that it's someone else who loves Hulk who also wants to make Hulk work. Uh, ditch Black Cat. Okay, she's boring. <laughs> He's just broken. And you've got okay. Voodoo, so you've already yeah, got exactly. plenty of broken. That, that
1: man, if we're cutting Black Cat for Black Panther, that is 100% Avengers. Yeah, you can get rid of advanced R&D too. Or I guess you still probably want it for no, you still keep advanced R&D, never mind. That card's still yeah, really it's good. Pretty good. Uh, but yeah, you can just ditch Cat for for Panther.
0: I have a uh, I have been wondering if when I'm experimenting with uh Avengers teams if um uh god, I can't remember the name of the card. The one that heals for 1 and removes stun, second wind. Second wind. Um, I've been just considering whether or not, because it's so easy to build like four or five Avengers characters into a team now. Mm-hmm. And having one card, like I like healing cards in general. And I'm just like, man, just being able to like top off a bunch of characters that might, you know, be softened up a little bit. Um, I'm just, it's something I've just been
1: thinking about. Do I want to like try that card again? I really like that card. Um, for me like if, C- or if cs wasn't so ever present on mayor fisk i'd play that card 100 percent of the time and i'd also be playing mayor fisk because i think avengers have great game on mayorfisk um but it's like it's my 11th card so much of the time right like avengers have so many good ways of like preventing damage rather than like healing it yeah that it doesn't always make the list um and then like as good as that card is it's also you know sam leadership does that too right
0: Yeah. But I mean sometimes the stuff stacking up like there's so many times that one damage is the difference between
1: someone being dazed and not being dazed. I want to be clear, I love that card. However, however, it does next to nothing for Hulk, so it's bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At least for me. That's where we're that's where we're separating. Cause you know, you are the, you're the guy with the Hulk t-shirt and I'm the guy with the Hulk buster t-shirt. So
1: <laughs> I had a, I had three different Hulk shirts with me at LVO. I had a blast doing that.
0: That's, that's a way to represent. I, that I did not realize. obviously I knew you were wearing a Hulk shirt on the final day. I was like, this, this dude loves Hulk. Yeah. He's great. Um, I do have one, uh, one little story for you. Um, before we close out this episode, um, uh, and this is something that I tell to a lot of players when, uh, when we're talking about like competitive scenes and the the top ends of meta um, you you could compare it to say uh, when someone's talking about two top end football teams, right. And you have like, these are professional players and like the skill levels are all like neck and neck. The deciding factor tends to be who's mentally in it and who's ready to give the most and who's like really you know really on the ball and like it's the other things when they're all in top physical condition and so a takeaway from that for mcp is or any strategy game can be who's who's kind of like in the moment is prepared and like mentally in and mentally ready to like do everything they can to figure out the strategy to win and when we were talking at the end of um round two going into round three and I was just talking about like how I was doing the streams. And I admitted to you, I was like, Hey, we're not going to stream an unpainted army unless you go into the finals. Um, And you were like, I totally understand. But then you were also, uh, you said something to the effect of I'm going to make you stream me though. Yep. (laughs) Um, And I just, I want you to know in that moment uh, I could tell I was like, I knew I was like, he's going to win his game. It doesn't matter who he's (laughs) playing against. I can tell that this guy is in the zone. And uh, I don't know what it is, but I was just like, I, I didn't want to say it in front of anyone else in that moment. Um, but I could tell, like, there was no doubt in my mind that you were going into the finals.
1: Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And that's super funny. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I felt it in my bones as well. I knew it was time. Yeah. I I knew, like, if I, maybe I don't win, but you, you're streaming that on Painted Army. It's going to happen.
0: Yeah, I could tell that you, you were you were very committed. You were not, um, you didn't feel worn down. You, you didn't seem intimidated. You seemed like you were on top of your gameplay and like you, you were just in all ways. And I think anyone who's played anything competitive knows what I mean when I say that, that you were, you were in the zone and you were ready to tackle the next opponent. Um, and sometimes it's like, you know, some people are just like, all right, you know, I've I've done enough, right? I'm, I'm happy with my performance. I didn't lose. Sometimes people's goals are just like, don't lose round one, mm-hmm. right? And other people are like, you know, I've done my best and I'm just like, but you you at a certain point in the game, like their mindset is like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to be able to dig through this. And like, they're just like resolve themselves to losing or something like that. I could just tell, I was like, there is no situation that Fletcher is not going to find a way out of. Like, he's got this. um so anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. You were, you, I was like, in all ways, I was like, this dude's going to the finals. I appreciate that. Um, so uh, congratulations again on going second overall. What was your overall record for the whole event? I forget how you did on Saturday and such. Seven and one. Seven and one. So your one loss was was the finals and you didn't quite yep. make it out on Friday or did you did not play?
1: I was there on Friday, but I qualified on Friday and I'd never been to Vegas before. So ah. I woke up kind of late and I was like, all right, I can like rush down without showering or I can go get breakfast. I'm like, I kinda wanna go get breakfast and explore Vegas a little bit. So I that's what I did for most of the Saturdays. I just wandered around Las Vegas. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Yeah, it's like so much information. I was starting to forget who qualified on which days and um of course. But um awesome, man. Again, congratulations. You did you did a fantastic job. I'm glad we got that last game uh recorded for people and um, it's gotten a fair amount of views. There's been a lot of people watching you represent for Avengers.
1: Oh, that makes me happy. I know someone, I, I checked like the day after or something, and someone was like, you know, when I see people playing with unpainted minis, I immediately assume the game is unprofessional. I'm just like, you know what? Screw you, buddy. I won. <laughs> or I almost won. Where You weren't even here. <laughs> so I got a little giggle of that. Yeah,
0: some sometimes you just have to not look at the comments. But oh, I don't um, care yeah (laughs) Uh, i just mean in general like in life like don't look at comments but uh like i responded to almost i respond to almost every single comment on my youtube channel Mm -hmm. um just from a like an interactive perspective Of of course um and we tackled the topic of um like allowing and not allowing um painted stuff that came up in the like the running lvo episode that has already released and the the first goal is just to have the best possible competitive play the fact i got to record the games and let other people see them is second to wanting the best competitive play that's like sure i like seeing painted models across the table but you're going to come to an event because you're getting the best competition that has other like-minded people that are putting in all the effort to try to make the best possible roster that are going like, to m- make you part of one of those games where you're like, win or lose, I'm just happy I was a part of this game because it was so interesting and so mentally taxing in a good way. Um, and we want the, as much of that as possible. And so um, even though we teased you a little bit,
1: um, I'm really happy that you did so well. I'm glad we're on the same page on that one.
0: But, uh, well, uh, you got lots of people to support you. And, uh, one of the things that we did in like the war machine community and such, like, especially if a community has a really strong player, that's, um, not, uh, not as strong of a painter. Like sometimes there's just like, you have get togethers and stuff and be like, all right, uh, Fletcher's providing the beer. We're going to hang out and paint Fletcher's models. And, uh, he can tackle Hulk cause that's his favorite. Or maybe you commission someone to do Hulk cause that's your favorite one of the two. Um, But you can do stuff like that, too. Like, and in the long run, maybe like the LVO invitation will require painted because we're going to stream it and stuff like that. But we definitely were not there yet.
1: Yeah, I have some buddies who have um, they've offered to help me start painting and such. So I swear next LVO, at least some of my stuff will be painted.
0: That's cool. Well, we're going to tweet about it. Like the first time I see you at a, the next, you know, not before LVO, I'll give you some time, but like next <laughs> LVO, it's going to be like, as soon as I see Fletcher, I'm like, dude, I want to see these models. Let, let's see, pick <laughs> like, let's get them out. We're going to do pictures. And it's going to be, you know, second place LVO 2022 shows up with, you know, painted models and we tag army painter. And we're like, Hey, thanks for, uh, uh, thanks for the first, uh, for the first paints, but, um, that'll be wonderful um anyway man it's it's been a blast chatting with you um do you want to because obviously you've done a couple other episodes and articles so you want to tell the listeners how they could get a hold of you if they want to chat with you about lists or where to see the other content that you've been a part of
1: uh yeah sure let me throw up my discord tag and then you can find me on twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash hyperviper 997 all lowercase that has links to like my youtube and such and then if you want to. Give me a shout on the, uh, how do I look at this? How do I find my Discord name? I'm such a scrub. <laughs> um, if you want to hit me up on Discord, it's just Hyper Viper. And I think it's like 272 whatever. But if you just like put at HyperViper in any of the various TTS discords, you'll find me pretty quick. I'm always willing to talk about crisis stuff. Even if I don't do it right away, if you tag me, I'll, I'll search through hours of stuff and be like, all right, who's trying to talk to me? <laughs> who's <laughs> trying I will to get back to you. Yeah
0: all right and you did an article as well
1: oh yeah you can find me on across the bifrost um yeah i i don't have like a blog of my own but the across yeah. the bifrost folks like shang Tsung and pat they're very uh amenable to random dudes putting stuff yeah. on their website so sweet, sweet i people. do that yeah and you can you can find me there you can find my little articles
0: that's good do you have any other articles planned for the future
1: most stuff, yeah. I don't, like, have any particular ideas right now, but I know there will be more in the future, Okay. if that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're
0: like, I don't know what I'm going to write about yet, but that's the same spot that I'm in. I finally got off my ass and wrote an article and just did my, my top five purchases after the core set, but yeah, I have so no idea we'll, what my next article is going to be.
1: Yeah, speaking of, if you haven't read that, uh, you should read that because his number one is, like, objectively correct. <laughs> uh i was like what did i put as my, oh yeah i remember what i put as my number one yeah that i was, don't want to spoil it for anybody i'll try not to say it
0: yeah that's fine i was just like what, what, what did i say i was actually really surprised with that article normally whenever i do like a top five of anything i have so many people that want to argue and i got so many responses to that they're like i can't disagree with any of these or the order
1: no it's just like good stuff like yeah. almost almost everything there is just like yeah no it makes sense i can see how you got to that conclusion yeah
0: All right. Well, I'm going to close out the episode with uh, reminding everyone, if you want to listen to the bonus content, it's just a buck an episode. Fletcher and I are going to talk a bit more about LVO. There's a bonus episode every week. Um, But if not, um, go check out some of Fletcher's other stuff or any of the other amazing podcasts in the community. And I'm going to close this episode with saying the most OP thing that you can do is double beam people with vision and then follow me into Hulk Smash. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good.